This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Daniel Sellerson. What's going on? Welcome into the Thursday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Greetings from Studio B on the campus of the Pelicans and the Saints here on Airline Drive. Daniel Salerson, Cassie Calvert, getting you ready for a big weekend for the Saints and the Pelicans. A busy one as the Saints head to San Diego to take on the Chargers on Sunday afternoon. Pelicans head to Shreveport, Bossier City tomorrow afternoon, and they'll take on the Dallas Mavericks in preseason game Number one, Cassie, how's it going on this Thursday? It's going great. Yeah, busy weekend heading this heading our way. We got starting to overlap for the first time with Saints and Pelicans. So. I know the calendar. <laughs> uh, goodbye, life. Basically, yeah, here we go. So See you next summer, <laughs> exactly. So also the Pelicans had an open practice last night. Pretty good turnout. You were there. Um, I caught a little bit of it. Um, blue and white scrimmage, as they called it, but pretty good turnout there for a Thursday for a Wednesday night. Yeah, absolutely. The fans were getting loud. We had. Some really great performances from Langston Galloway. Langston had 25 points, 15 in the first quarter alone. So he's looking like a good pickup for the team. Chemistry was flowing. We had a lot of AD only played the first half, but he was very vocal the second half, giving guys good feedback. Quincy as well from the bench as he's still recovering from his injury. So I was really impressed with the team last night for sure. It seems like this team is starting to gel a little bit. I know it's only been a week, but just seeing their, I guess their, emotions not even just on the court but off the court seems like guys because a lot of these guys are new as much as we think that a lot of the teams from last year there's a, a decent amount of new guys it seems like a lot of them are already gelling and getting along not only on the court but off the court yeah definitely ad even said after practice yesterday he said the thing that's great about this team is we all like each other mm-hmm. on and off the court and that's huge for team chemistry when you have guys willing to give each other feedback and point out things that they're seeing that goes a long way and so also this will be a good chance for them when they go to the China to kind of bond a little bit. They're in a, a different environment, but it's also going to be cool for them to do sightseeing with each other. They'll have two games. They'll practice and things like that. So I think China will be a good opportunity for this team to gel a little bit more. Really cool cultural experience for sure as well. Absolutely. So we got a lot of good stuff on today's show. Of course, we'll talk about the Saints. Sean Payton had his uh, press conference this morning, conference call. You'll hear from him on today's show. Also, Drew Brees heading back to San Diego. Hard to believe he's been here for 10-plus years. And the Saints have played the Chargers, I believe, three times in the regular season. They only play them every four years because of where they are in the conference and division. And this is the first time Drew's going back to San Diego, which is hard to believe. Definitely. That must be a really surreal experience for him so many years later to be back in that stadium. Yeah, so we'll hear from Drew to talk about that. So in 08, the team, they these two teams played each other in London. So that was a chance for the, the Saints to go to San Diego. It did not happen. And in 12... Chargers came here, so now it's time for the Saints to go back to San Diego. So this is a Chargers team, 1-2, and two, but could easily be 3-0. They uh, had a lead against the Colts late in the game and lost that. And then opening day against the Chiefs, I believe they started off 24-3 to and blew a lead to Kansas City. So they're 1-2. Both teams, I think, not... I think Saints are desperate for a win. Chargers 1-2 and two are in a little bit decent, better situation, but I feel like this is a big game for both teams as far as getting a win. Saints needing a win, not only just to get their first win under the belt, but get a win before their bye week. Yeah, you really want to go into that bye week with a win, especially when you have the Panthers coming up after that, the obviously reigning NFC South champion. So you want to get into that game with good momentum for sure. And, of course, Thursday Night Football kicks off tonight. Bengals and Dolphins. Dolphins living on the edge a little bit. Uh, taking care of the Browns, but in overtime, 
Um, thought the Dolphins, a lot of people thought they'd be a little better than they have, and the Browns going through three different quarterbacks in three weeks, almost squeaking by getting a win. Should be an interesting game there in Cincinnati. And, of course, we're going to talk Pelicans on today's show, and I think Cassie will like our particular guest on this day as she is a Duke <laughs> alum. We'll have Quinn Cook, who is My a training God. camp in invite. I talked to him yesterday. We'll hear from him today. And I know you're looking forward to that interview. National champion. Can't, doesn't hurt. So you were there during the national championship run. I was. Yeah, I was I was in Indianapolis for the Final Four game and that national championship game. One of the best moments of my life, I think, for sure, to see your college win a national championship. There's nothing like it. Quinn was super emotional after the game. You had Nolan Smith there, who was also a national champion at Duke, who's sort of like a older brother figure for him. Mm -hmm. And they were hugging each other on the court after the game. And it was just incredible moment. I talked to Quinn about asking whether he trash talks to AD. Not that they played <laughs> Kentucky, but, you know, Kentucky always is now in the running for national championships. Mm -hmm. Duke as well. I didn't know if there's any trash talking. He says a little bit, but not that much. But I forgot to ask him. I should have is if he wears his ring around, you know, I don't yeah, know. AD could wear his around, too. I wonder what a lot of those guys do as far as their championship rings. Some like to throw it away. Not throw it away. Store it away. <laughs> I hope they don't throw it away. I'll take it if they don't want it. But store it somewhere. Do they wear it? Do they leave it somewhere? I believe, I forget, uh, I think it was Cam Newton or Jameis Winston said he doesn't even know where his Heisman Trophy is. I think his dad put it somewhere. I wonder what guys do with the hardware, like a trophy or a ring. Well, a trophy's a little different. You can't really carry that around. But right. I'd like to think if I had a ring, I would wear it. But then I guess if you have multiple, like, do you wear them all? Do you rotate? They're also really expensive. <laughs> so I would worry about me losing it or True. people, you know, of course I'd like to brag. Yeah, I got a championship <laughs> ring on my finger. But, I mean, does that make me, you know, I don't know. I feel like I, knowing me, I would lose it somewhere. Yeah, right? same. Maybe it's like special occasions, like a black tie gala or something you want to throw that ring on. Yeah. But. So we'll talk to Quinn Cook um, trying to make this team. There's 20 guys on the roster. So I kind of ask him about his mindset going in because I think it's got to be a little different for a guy like Quinn when – you see how many guards the Pelicans have, not to mention the ones that are injured with Tyreek and Drew not being here, that it's going to be a little bit of a challenge to make this team. So I'm curious what he has to say about, you know, being on a team that has 20 guys invited to training camp and only 15 can make the roster. Should be interesting. And coming off his D-League MVP, so he's definitely had a good point in his game. So it'll be interesting for sure. Yeah, averaged almost 20 points per game uh, with the Canton Charge last year in the D-League. Played uh, training camp with the Cleveland Cavaliers last year. I asked him about his experience there. So plenty of stuff to talk about with Quinn Cook, and that will be today's show. So we'll start off with Sean Payne's press conference and Drew Brees next, and then we'll go to Quinn Cook, and then we'll wrap things up here from Studio B. This is the Black and Blue Report. Got a long day ahead? Power on with Smoothie King's new coffee high-protein smoothies. It's a nutritious breakfast blended to shift your morning into high gear with delightfully smooth cold-brewed coffee for your mind and at least 30 grams of protein for your body. Try all four energizing flavors, vanilla, almond mocha, raspberry mocha, and cinnamon latte, and power on your day. New coffee high-protein smoothies. Coffee for your mind and protein for your body. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Everything you need to know about your New Orleans Pelicans is right in the palm of your hands. The New Orleans Pelicans app is easy to use, plus makes an excellent companion whether you're watching the team in the Smoothie King Center or on the road. Recently added features on the app include the latest videos and highlights, plus access to a full list of arena amenities. Download the Pelicans app for free now on your iPhone or Android devices. For more information, check out pelicans.com today. 
We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Hi, it's Mark Romig. When I'm not announcing touchdown Saints, I'm listening to the Black and Blue Report. All right, so the Saints are back at practice today. Head coach Sean Payne spoke to the media on a conference call this morning. Here is what Payne had to say, not only about his team, but uh, the upcoming game against the Chargers. Sean, what have you seen out of Melvin Gordon in the Chargers running game? Well, I, I, you can you can definitely see there's been that off-season commitment to to really work that element into their game plan and their early downs, put themselves. They've done a real good job. They're 10th in the league on offensive third down conversion percentage. And I think a lot of that has to do with their improved running game and their improved first and second down efficiency. Sean, what improvements have you seen in Phillip Rivers over the years? What about his evolution? Well, look, he's been one of those guys that I, that I think has given – I mean, if you if you chart his numbers, and he's dealt with a couple injuries, but his consistency and his ability to handle pressure, um, hang in the pocket, make a funny body throw, get the ball to the right player. Their offense over the years has changed to some degree, and yet um, he's extremely competitive. All the things that you're looking for, just from a quick release, um, to his ability to bring his team back, you know, they that you never feel like when you watch him play they're ever out of a game. Hey coach, good morning. Going back to the running game, what kind of dynamic does Dexter McCluster give the Chargers in addition to Melvin Gordon? Well, he's a change certainly a, a different type back, a different style back. <coughs> um and I think some of the challenges of just understanding when he's in the game, the type runs you might be getting uh, in regards to scheme can be different. You know, they've had him back at kick return. Uh, he is a he is a change of pace, uh, exceptionally fast. Um, you know, a guy that you got to pay attention to wherever he's at on the field. And they, you know, they they've got a, a couple guys that are unique that way. Uh, this Travis Benjamin, who's returning punts. So they signed from Cleveland last year. He's another player with explosive reverse, uh, you know, down the field type plays. Um, different. He's a different, obviously, a type player. Uh, I'm going back to the the running back now, McCluster, than the receiver. And yet, you've got to be aware of where they're at each snap. Sean. Uh... Does it seem like you guys have settled in with, with sort of a long-term fit for Andrews Pete as sort of a left tackle slash left guard instead of a left tackle slash right tackle? Well, I would say currently, yes, uh, just based on our health. And I think that we've seen him at left guard for a few weeks and then at left tackle. And when Teron's back, that would be the uh, 
that would be the initial vision right now. It, 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 I mean, just just so that as his comfort level and 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 actually what you're seeing on film, then a lot better. Absolutely. On that side of the field, you know. Yeah, it, I think it has been now. You know, again, I, I think just the, you know, getting comfortable with the stance, and it's what he's played in college, and he's very young. Uh, I I think we've seen, you know, I think we've seen him transition there uh, easier. And and I would say to to the beginning of your question, yes, I, I my vision for him right now in this season would be uh, at that left guard or left tackle position. Sean, how have you seen Von Bell come along through the uh, first couple of weeks? Pardon? How have you seen Von Bell come along through, through the first three weeks? He's playing well. You know, he's he's in three safety packages. He's in special teams. Um, you know, I think he's explosive, and he's got some playmaking uh, ability. Uh, so we're pleased with his progress and, you know, continuing to work on getting him more and more snaps. John, you, you said that part of the vision for Pete is, is you know, left tackle. I mean, is, is there a concern that uh, Tehran could be out long term? No, 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 no. That's not what I said. All right, the question was asked, he's at left guard. He's now at left tackle. When Tehran comes back, he's back at left guard, but uh, no. Is, is there a timeline for Tehran's return? Yeah, I'll, I'll keep you posted. Coach, the decision to bring back uh, Khalif Barnes, I know he hasn't been around the team since the end of the preseason. What kind of shape is he in, and, and what kind of role do you see him playing on the offensive line? Well, he, he's someone that we've had in for a few workouts, and we wanted to get his weight down to his credit each time he came uh, to to visit us. Um, he had done a, a good job where you know, he'd begun to cut that that number down and, and he'll continue to do so. He's a guy that he gives you some position flexibility. You know, I think he comes into the league obviously in his early years as a tackle, he's played guard and he's played jumbo tight end. I like his size. Uh, he was, he was impressive uh, in the short period of time that, that he was with us at the end of training camp. And uh, I think, I think it was a good opportunity for him and us, you know, for, for him to come in here and, and give us depth uh, and also the ability, if, if, if need be, to to, to give us a, a more of a blocking presence at tight end. Sure, and you mentioned the weight, and I know like, um, at the end of the summer he was listed at 320 pounds. Where, where, where is he now, and what range do you like him in? Yeah, that would I, I wouldn't go through the weights with you. Let's just leave him at 320 if that's what you have, Matt. Okay. John, how has uh, Jarvis Bird played compared to your expectations so far? Say it again. How has Bird played compared to your expectations this year? Well, listen, he's getting he's getting healthy. He's back now, and and obviously he's gotten a lot of reps. Um, I think it's hard to answer that question after the game we just played because there there weren't a lot of great performances on defense. Uh, too often the ball got to him which is a tough spot to be as a safety when you're a middle safety and you're having to, you know, break down on a real good back. Um, so the production, uh, 
you know, the production numbers you hope improve, but it it wasn't a good night for uh, for any for any of those guys. And of course, speaking of Chargers, Drew Brees' former team, and as we talked about in segment one, this is his first time actually going back to San Diego and playing a game since he left there, man, ten plus years ago. Here's what Drew had to say about going back to San Diego. How odd do you think it is that you haven't been back to play in San Diego your whole time here? Uh, it, it is it is kind of unusual. Um, I think it's the only stadium that we haven't been to since I've been here. I feel like every other team, every other division, whether it's NFC or AFC, we've been to, but not 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 to San Diego. I think it just happened to be the way the sh- schedule shook out because um, 08, you know, we were in London, obviously, and then 12, we were here. So, um, yeah, it's kind of kind of crazy. I don't think anybody's ever said you lack for motivation, but does this give you a little <laughs> extra this week? I mean, listen. It, it's uh, I've been been waiting for the moment to go back there. Um, bottom line is, they're a very good football team, and got a lot of respect for Philip. And uh, I know what they're capable of on the offensive side of the ball. Um, I know how good that defense can play as well. Got a lot of respect for John Pagano, the defensive coordinator. Um, he was there as a linebacker coach during my time in San Diego, so he's been there a long time, and he's done a great job with that defense. So um, I know the challenge that's that's ahead of us, and. Um, so as far as the preparation and everything, hey, it's a short week after Monday, so a um, little bit of a, a modified routine. But um, you know, the amount of time and energy that goes into the game plan um, is still very much the same. And, you know, I'm trying to just kind of, you know, obviously visualize what it's going to be like walking in that stadium for the first time in a long time and you know, try to get those maybe those feelings and emotions out right now so that once the game starts, you know, locked in, ready to go. What was your best memory there? My best memory? I've got a lot of good memories. Um, Played with a lot of great players. Um, remember the, the the first day I walk in the uh, locker room uh, as a Charger. Um, I'm looking at Junior Seau, Rodney Harrison, Doug Flutie. <laughs> um, you know, Ladanian Tomlinson and I came in together um, as rookies, and then throughout the you know my time there, just so many great relationships. Lorenzo Neal, um, Antonio Gates. Um, you know, a bunch of the linemen there that, uh, you know, we, we all had a, a good stint together. Um, Nick Hardwick, Purdue guy, you know, he was there a long time. Came in, I think, what, 04. Um, I mean, just a bunch of bunch of great guys, great teammates that um, I know had an impact on me as a, as a player and a person. Your thoughts on maybe there not being a team there next year? I know that's kind of Yeah, listen, I think it would be a shame, you know. Um, San Diego is such a great city. Um, you know, the Chargers have been there for a long time, as have the Padres, you know, and I get there's there's a lot of other things going on in San Diego, you know. We used to joke around sometimes if it's a pretty day, you know, they, they'd rather go to the beach and catch some waves than uh, go to the game to watch it. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, I think, I still think the team means a lot to the city, you know, and I think it, just like many of these decisions are financial decisions, you know, you want to build a new stadium, who's going to pay for it, and where's it going to go, you know? Um, obviously, the temptation to go to L.A. is real um, just because that's a big market and maybe you have more opportunities, more capabilities to, you know, find a, a place to build a stadium or to share a stadium up there. But um, regardless, I think it would be a shame if the Chargers were, were gone from San Diego. I think they belong there. Have you been in that stadium at all since your last game? What's that? Have you been in that stadium at all since your last game for any reason? College game? Uh, I worked Reggie Bush's football camp there, I think, in uh, the, the 07 offseason. 
Um, so I've been in the stadium, but I haven't played a game. You have so much history here, and that is, you know, 10-plus years ago. Do the feelings diminish or kind of subside? Do you expect it to kind of come rushing back? Because you have so much history here, and you are so yeah. far removed from that. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I can close my eyes, and I can visualize being in that stadium, you know. I can visualize the names that are up in the Ring of Honor, visualize the scoreboard, visualize the flags that kind of wave around the stadium. Um, you know, that's another place it's, it, it's, it's hosted a lot of Super Bowls, you know, so maybe just the the vision of just kind of, you know, all the things that have happened in that stadium. And, you know, I was a part of some of that, but I, I certainly appreciate it while it was going on, even if I wasn't, you know, there at the time. So, um, no, I mean, I I can be I – have a, I, have a, I have a pretty good memory when it comes to a lot of those things, you know, so I can, I can close my eyes and visualize a lot of things. And, of course, you can catch Drew Brees' full interview from yesterday on NewOrleansSaints.com and the Saints mobile app. All right, we'll turn our attention to the Pelicans next. We'll hear from Cassie's favorite player, Quinn Cook, next. Hey, fans, on Saturday, October 1st, cheer on your Pelicans as they play their first preseason game of the season against the Dallas Mavericks at the Century League Center in Bossier City. Ticket prices start at just $15 and can be purchased from the Century Link Center box office, www.ticketmaster.com, by phone at 800-745-3000 or at any authorized Ticketmaster outlet. For more, be sure to visit shreveport bossierorg or call 888-45-VISIT. Gatorade, for athletes who move the game forward, we're creating the fuel to do the same. Innovating beyond hydration to create the future of sports fuel. Fueling today, fueling the future. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes cancer patients come who were told they were out of options. But Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things, like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-AUCTIONER or visit auctioner.org. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. All right, Quinn, first of all, welcome. How does it feel to be with the Pelicans right now? Uh, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. Um, uh, an honor to be here. And I'm um, just thankful, thankful that I got this opportunity. So I know you probably had some other offers, but what made you decide to join the Pelicans for training camp? Um, this is my only offer. Okay. This is my only offer, and uh, you know, um, I think, uh, you know, I think I played well against them in the summer league, which was the deciding factor. And uh, you know, Coach Gentry and uh, you know, Mr. Demps reached out to my agent and uh, you know, invited me to training camp. So how has training camp gone so far? You've been here for a few days. How's it been going? It's been great. It's been great. This is my second training camp, and, uh, you know, it's been intense. It's been very intense. Um, you know, guys have been working their tails off, and, uh, you know, it's, 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 we have a great group of guys, and I'm just learning so much. What are you learning from them? What are you learning from some of the veteran guys, guys like AD, even some of the younger point guards or guards in general? First of all, the culture. You know, the culture. Um, 
plays, um, you know, just being a professional, you know, seeing how guys conduct themselves, you know, off the court and on the court, you know, getting here early, staying late, you know, taking care of their bodies, eating the right way, just, just being a pro. And uh, you, know, you see why a lot of these guys have had, you know, tremendous careers just because, you know, their work ethic. You mentioned you were in another training camp. You were with Cleveland last year. What 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 did you take away from that training camp that you're bringing here today with this one? Um, just, just talking, being myself. I think uh, you know, I really wasn't myself last year. Um, I think because I was a rookie, I was the youngest guy in camp. Um, you know, and then you know, I was I was a little intimidated. You know, you, you see guys you, you grew up watching, and then you grew up idolizing. Um, you know, I, I think I kind of woke up late in the training camp, but you know, from you know this day, and as soon as I got to New Orleans, you know, I wanted to be myself. You know. Let guys hear my voice, and, uh, you know, I think I've been doing a good job. What about your experience with the D-League? You were with Canton last year. Put up some big numbers there. Yeah. Uh, what did you take away from your experience with Canton? Just being a pro, um, you know, just, just being a pro, taking care of my body, getting rest, um, you know, staying, staying in the gym late, getting there early, um, and learning. And I was with Damon Jones last year. You know, he was an undrafted guy, and, and he had a hell of a career. And, you know, I look at guys like that, Langston, um, Tim, you know, undrafted guys, Coach Pack here. You know, undrafted guys who, you know, who make success in this league. So, you know, just being a pro, honestly, is the biggest thing I learned from a D league. I'm sure you're motivated a lot, but does being undrafted give you a little chip on your shoulder? Give you a little extra motivation to make it? Yeah, I mean, it gives you extra motivation. But uh, you know, Anthony Davis was the number one pick, and you know, he 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 finds motivation in any way. You know, I, I've known him for for a long time now. Just us, you know, being McDonald's All Americans together, USA to get Team USA. So. You know, I don't think it matters what pick you are if you don't go and draft. I think, you know, all players find their motivation. So what are, individually, what are you trying to work on? What are you trying to improve on from last year, whether it's with the D-League or your summer league, to right now with the Pelicans? Um, just getting better. Um, I think I've picked up, you know, defensive schemes better. I think I struggled with that last year. And, uh, you know, just, just icing the ball, you know, whatever, you know, I need to do just to stop my man. I think I've been doing a great job of that on defense. And, uh, you know, just running my team. You know, I want my team to be – the most organized bunch out there. And, uh, you know, if I just be myself and make shots, you know, I, I think I'll be fine in this league. For some of the Pelicans fans that might not know too much about you, what are some of the strengths that you bring to this team? Um, you know, uh, feisty, um, competitor, hate to lose. Um, you know, defensive-minded um, point guard, pass first point guard, and I can hit open shot. And, uh, you know, I just, I just love this game, and, and I'll do anything it takes to win. So I know you're you're a training camp guy with the the Cleveland Cavaliers this year. There's 20 guys on this training camp roster. How does your mindset go into this thing, knowing that you know not a roster spot's guaranteed? But does that kind of motivate you a little bit? Does that kind of help you a little bit? What's the mindset, knowing that this is there's 20 guys here and everyone's fighting for a spot? Um, you know, it's motivation for everybody. It, it makes you you know want to win every game you're out there. It makes you want to make every shot. Um, you know, any little competition thing we do, you know, guys want to win it. Like you said, it's not guaranteed and. Uh, you know, this is a great franchise, and, you know, not going to the playoffs last year just because they hit the injury bug, you know, it's more motivation for everybody. So, you know, guys have been doing a great job competing and making each other better. Do you keep in touch with Coach K? Yeah, I talk to him once a week. What advice has he given you so far through this, not only through this process, but even last year in general? Just being myself, just continue to be myself. You know, he knows I can play at this level, um, and it, and I have to know it. You know, I have to know it, and uh, I'll just stay confident and, you know, just, like I said, just, just be myself. Any uh, Duke, Kentucky trash talk when you have AD and Terrence Jones in here? No, no, those guys are my family, man. I've I've been close with those guys since I was, you know, in high school. So we we had relationships before we decided what what college we're going to go to. Uh, Obviously, you know, when the season comes around, I remember we played those guys last year. Me and AD had a little, you know, bet going on. But, uh, you know, when the season goes around, I think it'll be a lot of trash talk. Looking forward to it. All the best on Saturday. We can't wait to see you play. Appreciate it.
We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local Winn-Dixie and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup. The hearty way to fuel your game. And the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus get texts with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelican Mobile Alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. Gatorade, for athletes who move the game forward, we're creating the fuel to do the same. Innovating beyond hydration to create the future of sports fuel. Fueling today, fueling the future. Want each show delivered right to your iPhone or iPad? Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes by searching Black and Blue Report. All right, time to wrap things up here from Studio B. A couple things before we get out of here. Coach's show tonight, the Alvin Gentry Show, is back on 99.5 WRNO, the flagship station for the Pelicans. New format, an hour-long show now from 7 to 8, and a lot of it will be live uh, from the Smoothie King Center. We'll take your calls. We'll hear from head coach Alvin Gentry. Um, I'll also be giving away a pair of tickets to opening night. Ooh. That's going to be pretty cool. I'm excited for the show to come back. I think Coach Gentry is a super interesting guy. He always has really good quotes in there. So He does. Always a great conversation between him and Sean Kelly. So you'll hear that tonight. We'll hear from guys like Quinn Cook, if you missed it today, Solomon Hill, um, and also P.J. Morton. P.J. Morton, the keyboardist for Maroon 5, avid Pelicans fans. Uh, avid Pelicans fan. We approached him about coming on. He uh, definitely wanted to do it, and he did. And we'll have that debuting tonight on the Alvin Gentry Show. And if you miss it, you can hear it on tomorrow's Black and Blue Report. He's from New Orleans originally, He's from right? New Orleans, St. Aug. Went to high school at St. Aug. Huge Pelicans fan. He talks about that in the interview. He trash talks with Adam Levine because he's a Laker guy. <laughs> he wants it. to be the Jack Nicholson of the Pelicans as far as being up close, like watching it. the games, and going to a bunch of games. So I think we might have one on our hands here with PJ. Get him in some floor seats, get to do a little Snapchat takeover maybe. I think we have something here. He was definitely willing to do that. Big fans will have him on tonight's show. Again, 504-593-4910. Write that number down. That's the studio number to call tonight. If you want to chime in, we'll talk Pelicans. And maybe if you want those tickets for opening night, you definitely want to join us for that. And then tomorrow, uh, I will head off to Shreveport, Louisiana for Pelicans and Mavericks. I keep trying to mix up Saints and Pelicans because everything's happening at once. <laughs> I wanted to say Saints at Mavericks or I say Pelicans at Chargers. I don't know which one. But Pelicans and Mavericks, Saturday, 7 o'clock. And I'll have more information on that tomorrow as no TV. So the only place to listen is our radio broadcast. Starts at 6.30. Jim Eikenhoff and myself will be on the call. Are you going to watch Thursday Night Football? Absolutely. You know I am. Dolphins, Bengals. Who do you got? I'm going to go with the Bengals. The Dolphins have won the last two times these teams have played, and I just you can't go against Andy Dalton on this one, I don't think. I don't think so either. It's at home. Bengals play really well at home. Yeah. I like the Bengals as well. What else? Am I missing anything before we get out of here? Nope. I'm excited for that game Saturday night and listening to you and Jim, Shreve Vegas. You'll, you'll, see that, <laughs> you'll say that now that you're excited to listen to us, and then five minutes in, you're like, okay, turn it off. I'm just kidding. Should be a fun time. 
And uh, I can't believe the season's here. Game Saturday, game on Tuesday, and then the team is off to China. So here we go. Saints and Pelicans ready to roll. See if the Saints can get their first win on Sunday. See if the Pelicans get their first preseason win on Saturday. Cassie, thank you so much for joining me today, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for having me. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow. PJ Morton on the show is also Annie Halbrun. Cassie and I will talk to her today about Chargers and Saints. She's from the San Diego area. We'll get a kind of uh, insight on their team, uh, the San Diego perspective, um, on tomorrow's show. So we'll hear from those two. And, uh, of course, you never know who else will stop by. All right, big thanks to Sean Payton, Drew Brees, and Quinn Cook for coming on today's show. And until tomorrow, I'm Daniel Salerson and for Cassie Calvert. Thanks for listening to the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans, the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.